One Step Forward with Dalton and Sam, helping you take one step forward in your life today. Well, just welcome just to One Step Forward. It's uh, Dalton and Sam, and we're here to help you take one step forward in your life today. And, and today, Sam and I are talking with AC. AC And AC, we're so glad that you're here. And uh, Sam's going to introduce you a little bit more in a moment. But I just want everyone that's watching this just to know, man, we hope that God uses this just to impact your life today. Absolutely. We want to help people take one step forward. And so glad you're joining us, AC. Um, he is a campus pastor at Saddleback Church in Los Angeles. He's actually been at, on staff at Saddleback for 10 years. Congratulations. And before he was a campus pastor uh, for four year, over four years, he was a student pastor with Saddleback. And so glad, and he, you're a good friend. And so I, I love that you're here. Thank you for, for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's good to have us in a different setting. Normally we're in uh, meetings, <laughs> meetings, <Yeah>. Zooms. <laughs> Absolutely. Change it up a little bit. So today we want to help people take one step forward in loving our neighbors. And so I'm going to ask a question, but it's going to be a long setup just so, so don't worry, the question's coming, but um, loving our neighbor, right? That's, that's a thing that we all know about. It comes from Luke 10, where Jesus is asked like, who is my neighbor? How do I, how do I love my neighbor? And Jesus gives this beautiful parable of the good Samaritan. And, um, and it's a story of the Samaritan actually being the hero um, by loving this person who's been beaten on the street and the, 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 the expert of the law hears this. And it's like, he doesn't like the answer because first of all, he made the hero a Samaritan, someone who is racially different, who he looks down on. And um, now he's like thinking, I have to, the, first of all, the Samaritan is the hero and I have to be like him, love anyone that's in need. But then also for him, like that means loving people that are different from us, that look very different from us. And in light of all of that's happening with the death, the murder of George Floyd, and just all these protests and, and people seeing the, the reality of what's going on in our country, like there's like protests and people just standing up, like even the church, there's people that are just so moved and touched. They want to do something. They want to love our neighbors better. They want to, to love our, our black brothers and sisters because we haven't done that very well all the time, um, historically, as well as presently. And so... The question is finally, what can, because everyone wants to do this, but we don't know how to do it. What can yeah, we yeah. as a church and the Christians take? How can we take one step forward in loving our neighbors, specifically our black brothers and sisters? Yeah. Well, let me say, uh, first off, I mean, this is a, I mean, just a beautiful moment that uh, I know Sam and I at our church, we've been on this is just great journey of figuring things out and having some great conversations. Um, and even with um, people that I've known for a long time, we're having some, just some great eye-opening conversations. And one of the things that I um, always share because you can't watch that video of George Floyd and not George Floyd and not um, wanna spring to action want to do something like this cannot be happening on our watch. Like it, it, it just, if, if you're human, especially if you're a Christian, um, you have to want to spring to action. Uh, and, and what I've been kind of helping people process is uh, that this has been a long battle. Mm. This just didn't happen. A good friend of mine 
he, 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 uh, quoted this saying, uh, you know, I've been on this highway for a long time and a lot of people are just getting on the on-ramp, <laughs> getting off the on-ramp onto the highway of this, this, uh, this, this highway. And, uh, and so I believe the best thing you can do to help us is educate yourself. Um, learn, learn about what's happening. Um, I think the burden of kind of wanting to know and wanting to kind of figure out and and strategize uh, is is great, but I think you got to bring something to the table, and and so it's important for you to get educated. What's been the struggle? What what's? I think we look at this incident and we go, you know, uh, it's I'll, I'll parallel with Jesus when he was on the boat with the disciples, and they were looking at the storm, like what in the world, you know, we need to make the storm stop, Jesus make the storm stop. And when Jesus came from up under the, the boat and he came out, he said, he spoke to the wind and he spoke to the waves and the storm dissipated. And I think in this same sense, you have to educate yourself because there are a lot of elements that have built up the day that we see a man with a cop on his knee and, and literally kills them and, and, and four of the three other cops do nothing. There's a lot of elements that we have to speak to to make that dissipate. And so it's important that you just educate yourself, help educate yourself and then let's have a conversation. Um, and let's, you can ask questions, but be in this intentionally by educating yourself. I think that's one step. If you're looking for something this week that you can start doing right now, I'd say educate yourself. And, and that's a great, great suggestion. What, what does that look like practically for like, they're like, okay, what do I do? What do I, how do I educate myself? Do I read a book? Do I watch a movie? Do I read some news clips? <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of the above, <laughs> I think definitely starting with, uh, starting with some books. I mean, there's some great books uh, out there. I don't have a list. Uh, I believe it's the, Great Compromise, I believe, is, is um, um, I can't remember the author, but really great book. Um, but again, I, I hesitate to say, hey, you need to read this. <laughs> I believe if this is something that God is burdening your heart to move you, do the research. Do the research in, in, in terms of what you need to learn I'd say a, a lot of what I'm hearing a lot from people are, man, I had no clue. Uh, and as I begin to speak about things, they have almost like I have to go all the way back. Hey, uh, okay, here's how we got here. <laughs> and then when we got here, it's like, and sometimes it's just out of sight, out of mind. You know, if you live in a certain area, you don't see it. Uh, you know, we're not necessarily in the, uh, you know, areas like even Orange County, I mean, we're 2% in Orange County. So you don't necessarily have that burden to really, you know, search. It also kind of excludes you from what's really going on. So you have to be proactive and actually going out and going, okay, I need to learn some authors, some black authors that have written these books. Um, you know, I need, to, what movies that uh, Just Mercy is a great movie that ju they just made available. Um, I hadn't seen it. I just watched it the other night. And as I'm watching it, um, uh, I don't want to give the movie away, but there's a portion of that I totally remember. 
Mm. And I'm going, I remember this happening and it was, I was really young, but it was like, can that really happen? Like, can that really happen? Like, what am I, it was almost, I mean, I saw, I know the, the rhyme and the reason of why the guy was where he was and I'm going, that could be me. Can that really happen? Like my future kind of shifted because something else was added into the equation that I didn't really think was possible. And my eyes were kind of open to is that. Could that be me in in the next few years? So, so I so I would say that's a sidebar. But I would say just educate yourself and and, and do the work. Find the authors, uh, and immerse yourself in in what's the real struggle. Because here's the the reality is, um, just like everything else, everybody has something to say. Everybody wants to add their tidbit. Everybody wants to add their agenda. And unless you know the truth, unless you, you've done the work and you've immersed, you could, you could begin to follow rabbit trails. Uh, and, and, and that leads us nowhere. So learn, learn. And, and here's another thing I would say. Um, look at your circle of friends. Um, diversify your circle of friends, uh, be intentional about that. Sometimes you have to be intentional about that and that's totally okay. Uh, put yourself in places that's gonna open you up to, to, to black culture and, and, um, and, and intentionally reach out and, 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 and share, share life with those who don't look like you and, and aren't close. Cause here's what I'm learning a lot of people didn't know and really didn't care until they learned that there was someone that they knew had been through this or been touched by this. Then it became like, oh my goodness, this is not, this is not right. Uh, I don't say that to you know, put anybody down because I think we all do that to some degree uh, when, when we see things happening, uh, we go, man, uh, I didn't know he was going, I know it's going around, but I didn't know they were going through it. And we jump on that. And so um, look at ways to diversify your friends and, and, and uh, kind of branch out so that you know what's going on and you're in the know because you have people that are, that are in that struggle. Yeah, that's some, that's some good stuff right there. And I just appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, and being, being a Canadian myself living and loving America. I'm a green card holder. I love Canada and I love America. All right. And, and so I don't see those as juxtaposed to one another, but they complement one another. And I've had people uh, come to me and say, Dalton, we need, we need your help. And I feel like I'm like a translator right now between some people who, who are trying to understand the other side. And so I got, I got people coming to me saying, I don't understand this camp. And I got people in the other camp coming to me saying, I don't understand this camp. And one thing that you said was, there's a lot of people taking this for their own agenda. Mm. And, and so all of a sudden, it's like, man, it's not just one issue or two issues or three issues. All of a sudden, it's, a, it's hundreds of issues. Yes. And so my question then comes for, for us as, as, as people who love Jesus. Like all of we, we, we're pastors. We love Jesus. How can we teach our people to think critically 
and keep the main thing the main thing and to avoid getting trapped in all of these yeah. secondary or non-issues or agendas? Or do you have any advice or counsel yeah. for that? That's been hard. It's been hard. I mean, if you think about what we witnessed uh, with um, just the marches, the, the, the looters and the rioters, right? Like the, the narrative can shift so quickly and opportunists, people who like to gravitate onto, you know, the, the, the negative come out of the woodwork. Like, um, uh, you know, as, as they plan to march and this powerful message um, that, that, that the, that the peaceful protest had, uh, of course, you're going to see opportunists come, rioters and looters. Uh, and, and what you begin to see on social media, you begin to see people go, well, um, you know, uh, uh, is looting, is that going to help George Floyd? Is that going to, you know, is, is that going to help uh, his, his legacy, you know, the loot and to, you know, and then it all, it becomes all about that. It becomes all about the looting and the, the rioters. And media has a huge part to play in that because they don't necessarily show the peaceful protests. A lot of the peacefulness that you see in the great pieces where you see cops, you know, kneeling and unifying and marching with the, the people, you see that on social media with people, with cameras, but the main news is all they're showing is, you know, there was looting here and this area is destroyed and people just latch onto that. Uh, and so we, I, I think, I think if you're for the message, if you're for peace, if you understand police brutality and you see, if you looked at that video and said, that is not right. That's not our country. That's not what we should be doing. And, and I wanna be a part of the solution. Um, you will try hard not to fall through those. You'll see looters and, and, uh, and rioters as opportunists. And, and you can cut through the noise. And I, I see a lot of people who do it and are very clear about, hey, don't allow, don't allow that to tarnish you know, the, the message. You know, one of the things, we had a um, meeting with our campus and we gave some next steps. And one of the next steps that I gave was, hey, let's find some of the local businesses that, that uh, we knew were probably destroyed or areas that were destroyed and let's band together and let's go clean. Let's go see, hey, what do you need us to do? And we're not doing this because we just wanna be a friendly neighbor and we wanna, we're doing this because we don't want, we don't want to leave a bad taste in the community's mouth from, uh, uh, from the protest. We wanna keep that message pure. We wanna keep that message about um, police brutality, changing things for the better. We wanna keep that message. So if we need to roll up our sleeves and let them know, hey, this wasn't about, we're with the, we're, we're with the message of peace. <laughs> we wanna be peacemakers. We, we are with the message of peace. So we're gonna come help whatever you need us to do. Know that the rioters, the looters, they're not with what we're doing. They have their own agenda and we're gonna pitch in and help out to keep this thing going because this is bigger than, uh, it's bigger than me spending a Saturday, you know, cleaning up the, you know, someone's place that's been ransacked. I'll do that any day to keep this message, you know, you know, pure. So um, I think as you continue to, as I said before, as you continue to educate yourself, you'll, 
you'll begin to see um, you'll begin to see the the, the the lies. You'll begin to see the propaganda and the salacious, you know, news uh, news kind of heads that that pop up and say all kind of stuff. Uh, you begin to see the the, the truth begins to, to, to come out. Um, you know, for my kids, uh, you know, when we talk to my kids about this, um, it's not necessarily, hey, let's all come down. I got a, a, a eight-year-old and 11-year-old and a 14-year-old. Um, I don't go, hey, I'll, you know, let's all go sit on the couch and watch this crazy video that, you know, we just saw George Floyd. Um, they're all learning this at their their age level uh, of how they intake information. And for my eight-year-old, um, we've had talks about this. Hey, some people aren't going to see your skin uh, the way God does, uh, and 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 that's okay because we're going to pray that one day they do see it, not just for you but for themselves. Um, and what we've done is they know the truth. They know the truth that they are image bearers of God. Uh, of God. He created them in, their, in, in his image. Um, they know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, all of them. Their skin is beautiful. God loves it. Uh, he loves everybody else's skin color that are different. They know the truth. So when they hear, you know, the, the craziness when they hear the, you know, people who differ from that message, it's not, it's not just bouncing off of, you know, what they don't know. It's bouncing off what they do know, which is the truth. Mm-hmm. And so they can go, oh, they don't, they must not know. <laughs> they must not know that they got a God that loves them unconditionally and that he made their skin the way that, that, that it is. And um, I have my daughter, um, um, who's in, she's 14, so she's going into, uh, um, high school. Um, her friends, of course, she's on social media, so she knows everything that's going on and her friends know that everything that's going on. And there's this difference between all lives matter, black lives matter, and and that battle between, uh, uh, there. And all of her friends aren't necessarily know the truth. All her friends don't, you know, know what's, what's happening. Uh, but it's so great to have conversations with her from that space. And she's leading it from that space, not from the, you know, why don't they hate? Why do they hate us? Why do they? She's leading it from a space of, man, I wish they know what we know. I wish they understood. uh, um, I wish they would understand how much God cares for them, that he actually created them and he created us this way. Um, and so I say that to those who are, who, who may get caught up in that. If you do the research and you know the truth about what's happening, then you don't, you don't pay attention to the noise, the, the distractions. You, you, you stay the course because you know, um, you know that it's worth it. You know that um, opposition is a part of progression. Like it's gonna come. But you have to stay, you have to know the truth so you can stay the true course. <laughs> and so that, that, that's what I would, that's what I would tell people. And that's what I, I think we see. We see that we've, if you look at the news now, they've made a shift. 
um, because the riots, the looting has died down. And now I'm watching COVID is now back, I guess, <laughs> uh, on the screen. So just staying the course, not letting those you know, distractions get you off, off balance. That, that's a great, great line you said. Opposition is part of progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, there's a lot of opposition, uh, whether politically or whether um, racially, whatever. And so um, when we think about the church and Christians, especially when you have your daughter that, you know, that's, that's a tough conversation. That's a sad conversation that you have to have. Like, hey, like people aren't going to like you because of your skin, not because of what you have done, but just because of the way you look. And um, obviously, there's going to be opposition into to whatever happens in the future, right? What what would encouragement would you say for the church and Christians that we need to do? Obviously, educate ourselves, but is there any other encouragement that you would say, "Hey, we need to, as a church, get this right and do this better"? Uh, yeah, um, man, that's a loaded question. I, I would say it from this angle because I think the church right now is going, okay, we have a big problem. Um, we haven't been a part of this. And I believe the church is the answer. I don't believe we get to where we need to be without the church leading. Um, I was talking to uh, my pastor and we had some really great conversations, but one of the things I said, you know, what does it look like for the church, the big C church to stand up and say, Hey, we're, we're done with, we're done with, uh, uh, racism, the big C church, we're done with racism. That's a lot of people. And, and people, what'd you say? Like 2 billion people. That's a lot of people. And here's the, here's the deal. We already see it. Uh, more, most people care about the bottom line than they do their stands. And if we want to make change, if we want to affect change, if we want to affect laws, uh, the people may not be on our, they may not be, you know, Christian. They may not, they may not even all be fully, you know, on board of what's happening, but you can't deny the people can't deny the amount of people who, who are coming out and are saying the same thing. Uh, and, and, and so I find encouragement in that. And, and I hope pastor, other pastors find encouragement in what's happening uh, with, with the amount of people that are mobilized right now. And, and so my thing is, man, what would it look like for the church, the big C church to stand up and say, we're done with racism. Mm-hmm. We're done with systematic racism. We're done with structural racism. Uh, we're done with racism between whites and blacks. <clears throat> we're done with it all. What, how powerful of a statement would that, how powerful of a unified statement would that be uh, in the face of a country that really was built? Racism was one of the ingredients uh, that built this country. So what is, I think that changes the game tremendously. Um, and so as church leaders are entering this conversation, I would encourage, don't let it just be a conversation. Um, I've seen so many times where, you know, we've had people who died in the past, whether it was um, uh, Philando Castile uh, or or Trayvon Martin, uh, 
um, or, or um, Oscar Grant or all, all these things happen. And I see a lot of pastors getting together. Uh, I see a lot of conversations happening. Let's get this guy, let's get this. Uh, and we're right back to where we are. I believe because we just conversate and we speak to one another, we speak to the choir. <laughs> and I think we need to think out of the box. How do we engage uh, the moderates who may not be, who may not be a believer, but we're all, we're all on the same side of racism is wrong. How do we engage that and, and lead in that and move forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, because as you know, our, our piece isn't just laws, it's the heart. We, we, we wanna see the, 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 the hearts of man change. We know God longs for, uh, for everyone to be a part of his family and to be a part of his family, that's everybody. Um, and, and so I would encourage, yes, let's have a, let's have a ton of conversations but unless I can go, hey, what is your church's plan to combat racism? What's your process? How are you combating it in your church, your staff, your, your, um, your, your networks? Um, how are you doing that? Because it's great optics to jump on stage and invite some famous person to come and you know, have a conversation for a few minutes and say a lot of great stuff another thing to put boots on the ground and go hey we're gonna we're gonna systematically one face it where we are face it in our church and then we're gonna we're gonna put something together so that we are actively uh moving in that direction in the world um and, and i believe again look how many people believe it or not that believe racism is wrong that, that is willing to listen to a preacher, willing to listen to a pastor right now. Um, I, I think, you know, we were talking about this with our church about a revival. And even before we we're talking about 2020 and, you know, feel like God's going to bring a revival. I think the revival is here. Uh, we, we're not planning it, though. You know, <laughs> we're not planning the worship sets and we're not planning the after party. It's here, it's in the world. Every conversation you have, every uh, person you meet is a part, is revival, can be revival. Uh, I think that's, that's where we are today. And so if you, if you are a pastor and you're have, you've got people on stage and you're trying to have conversations about this, what is your plan? What's your plan? How, how are you gonna mobilize and remove, not th- remove this sin if racism is, is a sin, how are you going to combat that? Um, one of the things I, I always really want to make clear is that this, this is not a war against black and whites. Um, it's not a war against black and whites. It's not a war against blacks and the cops. Racism is a principality of the air. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and if we are gonna face this, we gotta turn away from degrading one another or even thinking this about one another and attack racism. Every, I wanna make a t-shirt that says, everybody versus racism. <laughs> uh, That'll sell. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's, the, you know, that's the, the fight. And I can tell you, there be more with us than with, um, with racism. And, 
And I think this is, I see no better time than to come together now, but I think it's gonna take us uh, to take action not sit on the sidelines and, and just talk and just talk. Yeah, you can give me three points on what should we do, what should we do? Get a plan together, put some on the ground and affect change. Make this, you know, we have a lot of things that we, uh, you know, we push. We want to see new people come to the church. We want to see, uh, you know, want to see new converts, want to see new people baptized. Um, you know, I, I want to see um, the, the the justice arm of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, it says in, in in Psalms, David said that the foundation, God's the foundation of God's throne is justice. He sits on his throne of justice, and so when we see things that are injustice in our world, you can't help but know that God is there weeping when he see George Floyd and, and, and the acts of man, that he's there weeping and we should be there weeping with him. And we should be going, God, give us strategies. Give us, uh, this is a righteous fight. I think, you, you know, sometimes justice can seem secular. No, this is a righteous fight um, um, that the church needs to be heavily uh, in um, because it's affecting people and we love people. I say this, and I know it, it, um, it may be sensitive to some people um, because they may not be ready to hear this, but I think this is an important element that we must remember. Uh, and I think Martin Luther King modeled this really well. God loves the bigot. He does. And Jesus wants to see his heart change just as much as he wants to see your heart change. Mm -hmm. And I think Martin Luther modeled that with the way he decided to engage uh, this battle. Um, And and I believe the hearts that were changed was because he decided to do it God's way. He decided to say love is more powerful than hate. And that is the only way you change uh, a, a, a bigot's heart that's full of hate to a full to a full of love for all mankind uh, is by love, mm. and and the Bible says, "Who is love? God is love." <laughs> so so you're you're using the you're using the ultimate weapon to win the heart that that I think doesn't change without it, and mm. so we have to remember that uh, as we move forward. But we have to. We have to engage. We have to have a plan. We have to uh, uh, go further than just the conversations we're having. Man, I, I love one thing you shared there too. It's it's not black versus white. It's not black versus cop. Yeah. And again, it goes back to people kind of hijacking the agenda, politicizing yeah. the agenda. And I think that um, it's so important for people who love Jesus, who follow Jesus again, to just to um, make sure that everyone understands that Jesus hates racism. Yeah. And, and so, uh, again, we can't get, get caught up uh, in, again, uh, secondary, third area issues and, and throw out the whole discussion yes. because people are trying to politicize. Yeah. 
And so uh, we have to, to keep the main thing. And again, we have to uh, be, be slow to speak, quick to listen. And, um, and so, man, I, I just think what you're sharing is just so, so valuable. And so I guess what's just an encouragement that you would share again, you know, for church members, for people, people who, who say, I love Jesus. What's one thing that you would share to encourage them to encourage the church? What's one thing that you would share? Um, well, one, I would say, man, I, I think, I think, um, you know, God doesn't waste hurt. And, and I think the, the beauty of this, this crazy moment, uh, is that it's, God has the ability to redeem it. Um, he's the only one that can, um, and, and I think we just need to lean into that because I believe there's hope there, uh, knowing that, hey, this is not something God wants to waste. It's not something he will waste. I believe we see it now as people come together, um, you know, to see the amount of people that are marching that looks nothing like me is a sign of we are, man, we are where we need to be. This is it's like, it's like the perfect alley-oop. <laughs> like Jesus has driven the lane and threw the perfect alley-oop for the church to slam dunk. Mm. Because the hearts today are, there's such a, this has brought such unity. Uh, and, and you can be encouraged because you see the outpour of unity on the side of racism is wrong. Racism has no place in this country. It should have no place in relationships. No matter what you believe, whether you believe in God or not, people are standing together around this. And, and, and I believe this is a, you know, the Bible says the harvest is, is plenty, but the workers are few. And I think you see the streets that are filled with people that are looking for I think a lead looking for something that I, I view it as these people are looking for something to live for bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are out here because this cause is bigger than who they are, that they're latching on. They haven't maybe haven't heard the gospel message the way they need to hear it. They may not heard God is a God of justice. They need to hear that message. I believe now is the time for the church to be outside of its building, <laughs> locked out, <laughs> um, being online, preaching, um, teaching, being in fellowship. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons why racism and, and segregation is race the heart of racism is so wrong because God wants unity among people, not disunity. Racism is the core of disunity. Jesus said, I pray that they are one just as you and I are one, Father. And racism brings disunity. And what you're seeing now is so encouraging that so many people are seeing uh, uh, this at this discourse as, as dividing us. And, and we see so many people that are on the side of uniting. And I think the, if, if the ground wasn't as tilled and, and ready for, for a harvest, I don't think we'll ever see this type of moment in in history where so many people are ready to hear the gospel uh and so be encouraged like 
if you have a social media, if you got Facebook, if you got Twitter, share a verse, share a verse of unity, share a verse of justice, share a verse about God's love. Like this is the time to to uh, kind of abandon. You know, some people are like, well, you know, I, um, you know, my, I normally post once or twice or whatever, or I abandon that. This is the time to get the message of the gospel out better than any other time in history. Uh, and that should be encouraging to the church that the world is, is ready and right to hear it. Yeah. No, I, that, that's really good. Cause I think, um, you know, what you said earlier, like God doesn't waste a hurt and an opportunity and, you know, globally we are hurting COVID-19 happened a few months ago and it's just wrecked so many people. Um, and, and, and it's created a spiritual awakening for people to kind of like, I need God again. What have I been doing? And, and it's waking that, that spiritual awakening where we're seeing at our church and just churches in general. But then now it's also allowed us to come to a social awakening where it's like, Oh my goodness. Like there's actually like the, the America that we live in is not, um, is not the America that we thought it was. And there's a lot of things that we're seeing. And, and so I, I, I love what you said earlier about the church coming together and rising together. Like uh, I've been very encouraged by that because it, even the movie we talked about before, like Selma, Martin Luther King Jr. called other pastors to gather together in March, um, be united. And I'm seeing that today where it's like, I'm seeing my Asian American brothers marching. I'm seeing um, Hispanic brothers. I'm seeing um, white brothers and sisters. They're marching together against injustice, uh, not for a political bent, not for um, a social thing, but just because there's a, a gospel value of, of love and justice. And, and, and you just feel like something is different. Um, and you feel like this is going to be a moment in history that not COVID-19 created, but because we as a, a country want to change that. And, and I, I hope the big C does rise up to that. And I, I'm encouraged to see that. And I'm hopeful that like what you said earlier about it just being a conversation, it, it can quickly just do that. Like we'll see in six months from now, was it just a conversation or was there real change for ourselves? And, and, um, and I think that's where the, the people in power, um, and I'm not just talking about politically. I'm talking about every sphere of power in whether it's in your church, your business, your family, like, like it's, it's even me is as a husband, as well as a pastor at my church, there's a position of power too. Like how, am, how am I going to steward that and, and advocate um, for justice, for, for love, for, um, for bringing unity in the church and what is my role in that? And I think we all have a, a role to play in that. So I, I'm really encouraged by that and what you shared. OC. thank you. No, you're, you know, you're right. I, I think, again, these conversations are great. Um, my prayer is that it calls people to, to action. Because, you know, um, if we're gonna, if we're gonna strike a blow to racism, if we're gonna strike a blow to, again, as I mentioned before, there's two battles. If we're gonna strike a blow to societal, structural, systemic racism now is the is the time to do it um we have everybody's ear <laughs> um and and i think having meaningful conversations that promote action i think is is what we need right now yeah that's good and i, I if we as the church big c if we do not steward our voices well and actions man we will uh, drift back into irrelevance. Yeah. And we will not yeah. be salt and light in our culture. 
And um, again, I think uh, for myself as the only white man in this conversation, even though I'm not American, <laughs> the, the heart of the gospel has, to, again, I, I say it again, has to be the central focus in Christ's heart, just as you've been saying, AC, right from the get-go, and have been reiterating, 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 reiterating. It's the heart of God. Yeah. And um, it's then exemplifying that and living that out. And so, um, man, just, yeah, just, I appreciate you just uh, sharing what you've been sharing.